everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, my name is Tenant Michael and it's great to be here broadcasting once again from Canada's largest city, I'm talking about Toronto, Ontario, it's been a beautiful sunny day and did you know that... The there, I guess it was the first big sunny day last week, James. Mm-hmm. Went for a walk to the park, first sunny day of the season. Saw a person sunbathing in a thong. Really, in a thong? Which... I thought, hold on, is Cisco here? Oh, is, yes, the Cisco. That man loved thongs. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not from Toronto, you know, don't get the wrong impression here. This isn't sort of a small beach community where that's a common thing to see this is like a big city mike where did you see this this thong person so there i went for a walk to toronto one of toronto's most beautiful neighborhoods i'm talking about the annex yes yeah and there's a tiny pardon what's that oh i did like a shout out thing shout out to our listeners in the annex there's a tiny um, uh, Margaret Atwood lives there, so maybe That's she's right. Maybe she's That's there. Right. Maybe, in fact, maybe the person sunbathing in a thong <laughs> was darn Margaret Atwood because they were face down okay. in a book, and I couldn't see their face in a book. Yeah, well, so it, it was her. <laughs> Wait, like her face was in a book? Well, she was reading. Oh, it really might yeah. have been her because I know she's a reader. She is a reader, and that's what they say makes a great writer. So um, in a, at a park in the Annex, Michael, you're w- yes. walking along, minding your own business, and you saw yes. a lady lying face down in a city park in a thong. Well, she yes. So she was lying like on her on her stomach, <laughs> and she was reading a book. She wasn't, you know, face down like a like someone like dead, pa- like dead or passed out or, or sleeping. Mm. But she did have her face in a book, and she was wearing a thong, and I thought, my God, summer just just hit, and this person's already in a thong. <laughs> That's Good for you, cool. Margaret. Now, Michael, I've got to ask, you know, I mean, you're out there, I, I, I assume you're you're trying to get there in the dating scene. You're probably a little, a little rusty since uh, COVID has uh, put a, you know, messed that stuff up. Did yes. you consider, you know, saying to the lady, like, hey. Uh, what book are you reading there or something like that um you know the thought did cross my mind but then i thought hold on a second is this the right thing to do you're right because you know that could that situation could could quickly (laughs) go sour you know a woman in a thong maybe margaret atwood reading a book minding her own business and suddenly you got this guy a local podcaster coming up and talking to her you know (laughs) you're right (laughs) yeah even as i suggested that I kind of thought in my mind, oh, well, that's yeah. not a great thing to suggest. Now, had it been a guy wearing Speedos sure. who I thought Absolutely. was, if I thought it was a, you know, a celeb, a male celeb wearing Speedos, maybe, you know, Gordon Lightfoot or mm. uh, uh, Fred Penner or something wearing Speedos, reading yes. a book, I would have said, hey, excuse me, big fan. But that wasn't the situation. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, it would be neat. You know, if, if you saw Fred Penner in a Speedo, mm. I'm going to put this on the record. Um, I'm going to guess hairy legs and thighs and ass. No really? judgment. Just the way he, he, he's got that big beard. He looks like he has hairy arms. I, I just imagine Fred Penner having a hairy right. body. 
Now, here's the question about Fred Penner's hair. Mm-hmm. Does does the does the curtain match the the Penner? <laughs> well, a little birdie in the Canadian entertainment industry has let me know that in fact, no. You know, we see uh, Fred Penner's head hair is yes. nice and brown. Yeah. I'm told that if you if you take a trip down to the cellar, it's uh, <laughs> blonde as uh, as the eye really? can see. It's very he's blonde, blonde down yeah. there. Yes, yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That he's was... one of the rare people that that was blonde and and I guess dyed it brown. But that must yeah. be a wonderful surprise for for his lover. The first time, you know, they get together and his lover, you know, just whips down his shorts <laughs> expecting one thing and getting the other. Yes. Can I say as well? Um Raffy, Fred Penner, mm-hmm. Anybody seen these guys in the same room? They look alike. Really? You think that there's some sort of uh, conspiracy about well, uh, body doubling or something like that? With, with could with be, Raffi? or cloning. I mean, that's going on. We know that's happening in the U.S. government. Could be happening happening in the Canadian children's entertainment industry as well, where they're, they're yeah. you know they find a guy that works, that uh, gets people to buy their product, and they clone him. It's like how the Osmonds are seen as sort of like a, you know... Uh, sort of uh, attempt to recreate the success of the Jacksons. You know, they were like a mm-hmm. a whiter, uh, less dangerous version of the Jackson Five. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. Fred Penner. Fred Penner was the more white bread. You know, version of the the mysterious and angry Raffi. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh boy! Remember that? Remember that Fred Penner show when he used to climb through that log? Like he, yeah, climbed, was, he he climbed through a log and then he yeah. went to this little place in the forest. Oh, now that was cool. If you had to climb, th- here's a, an, an honest question, James. If you had to oh. climb through a goddamn log to get to work every day, mm. how would that make you feel? Oh well, I'd be pretty pissed at the at the city of darn <laughs> Toronto to not uh, you know instead of taking you know instead of having a subway stop or an LRT, they just got logs all over yeah. the place. So that'd be my first uh, instinct. Um, I don't know. How would you feel, Mike? Would you like to live, work and live in the woods? What? No, no. I'd find a new job immediately. I would not mm. subject myself to that. First of all, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard the story of the the lost, unbroadcast episode of Fred Penner's Place, where Fred got himself stuck in that log, <laughs> and for the entire 22 minutes, he was screaming and swearing and saying, "Get me the." out of this fucking <laughs> log my guitar is getting bent and it was just awful and he was bleeding and oh damn he squished a squirrel in the log <laughs> yeah okay so now i'm just having a brain epiphany here okay we got raffy yeah hairy guy beard we got fred penner hairy guy beard beard we also have bram from sharon lois and bram Hairy guy beard. beard. What the hell is going on? And Eric Nagler, who who occasionally appeared on The Elephant Show. He was also a children's performer who was famous for making the junkamophone. What the hell is going on? There's something up with the children's entertainment community in this damn country that they're all balding, bearded, (laughs) swarthy men. And then, and then you look at it by different countries. Look at the Wiggles. None of them uh, have facial hair. That's right. Not even They're close. S- They're clean cut as hell. Smooth as as you like. You know what I mean? Also, what the fuck? I'm looking up Eric Nagler. The guy's an American. He's from Brooklyn. 
yeah. comes up to Canada to work. I'm sick of these uh, Brooklyn hipsters coming <laughs> into our country and taking our children's entertainment jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> wow, Nag from Brooklyn. That kind of makes him seem cooler. Hey yo, you who? Hey you kids, you want to hear? A, no, he didn't have a. He did not. He did not. Yeah. I'm making a joke. He did not have a pronounced Brooklyn accent. If anyone knows the reason as to why every Canadian children's entertainer is a swarthy bearded man, let us know at LT Podmas on Twitter. Yeah, because just to remember when I was a kid, that wasn't that the image of a, a swarthy balding man with a, a beard. That mm. wasn't the type of person I would naturally be attracted to or trust in. You know, it's not a uh, attracted to or, you know, <laughs> it's not um, drawn to. That kind, if you just, it seems like something you, you would use to describe someone to a police officer after something <laughs> bad happened. Well, right. you know, he when was balding, he had a beard, yeah. and he had he had a songbook full of children's music. Yeah, you're dead you know? right. When you're yeah. a kid, you like people who kind of remind you of your mom, or, you yeah. know, a nice lady, a nice adult lady, or a... Yeah. Old, you maybe like an old British lady with the, you know what I mean? <laughs> gives you cupcakes or something. Not, yes. not, yeah, you're right. Not usually a, a bearded man. <laughs> you know, this is true. I remember being at McDonald's as a little kid. This is one of my earliest memories. Okay. And a beard, and I'm not even joking, a swarthy, balding, bearded man <laughs> was across the McDonald's from me. And he, mm-hmm. I, I remember in retrospect, he was trying to joke around with me. Like I was playing with a toy and he Uh-oh. was kind of like, you know, winking at me or not winking. That makes it sound strange, but he was sort of like making funny eyeballs at me or whatever, like trying to be, I think nice. Yeah. And I would cried and screamed because I thought he was like evil. I remember thinking like, Oh, this is a bad man. Anyway, this just underscores the point. What are we doing here with these bearded swarthy men? You know, James, you weren't wrong to react that way to that guy. I know. I know. Boy, oh boy. Oh, that was great. Oh, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, our first 10 minutes, we usually just pull right out of our butts, and they might be the best part of the whole podcast. Mm -hmm. We're flying without a net. We're, you know, just going by the seat of our pants, and, Mm. you know, we're just following our bliss, as they say. Yes. Uh, Now, before we we, we carry on here, I had a a topic I uh, wanted to uh, bring up. Uh, Please, the floor is all yours, James. Oh, fantastic. Mike, um, are you familiar with the sportscaster Mark Hebsher? Yes, I am. Now, I'm not a huge sports fan, but uh, anyone who's grown up in Canada and watched TV at all um, couldn't have helped but notice Mark Hebsher, you know, always telling you the latest on, you know, the sports scores and athletes and the highlights, you know? That's right. Yeah, he was like, you know, an evening news sportscaster um, in the 80s and 90s, especially, I think even up to like really recently, like, you know... Think of like if you're not from Toronto, like just very uh, ubiquitous sports evening sports guy who's like funny and affable, and you're like, oh, good old that that guy's great. Yeah, um, I was a fan. I watched Sportsline all the time. Anyway, I was really surprised. I looked at his Twitter this week, and okay. um, Eric Alper wrote a tweet saying, "What's something you tried once, then immediately decided no way for the rest of your life?" And Mark Hebsher, the evening news sports host, uh, quote tweeted that and wrote heroin <laughs> and i gotta be honest i didn't see that coming i didn't see mark hebsher of Sportsline 
<laughs> just throwing out there that he had tried heroin. And someone replied, holy geez, no judgment, but holy geez. Oh, and holy Mark geez. Hebsher, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very. If you want, want to know how Canadians talk. <laughs> and Mark Hebsher replied, didn't bang it, though. Snorted. Ugh. <laughs> wow. Mark wow. Hebsher. See, I yeah. thought that maybe he was joking in his reply like heroin, but he got really specific that he snorted it. Yes, so it seems he snorted heroin. Weird thing to just bring up uh, of your own volition, but it also offers us a, a rare window into the, the seedy underground world of, you know, sports journalism where, you know, you've got these deadlines looming. You've got to, you know, watch all these games. It's very stressful. Next thing you know, you're, you know, in a back alley snorting heroin and, you know, thinking about basketball. That's right. Well, a lot of people think of TV newsrooms as kind of these clean cut places, mm -hmm. but they're they have far more in common with like an opium den. Absolutely. These guys are lounging about on pillows and they're, <laughs> you know, they're they're barely awake. It's crazy. Yeah. Imagine trying to do, you know, to put together a reel of sports bloopers when you're just <laughs> fucked on heroin, you know? Yeah. That's a nightmare. That's something that they should, you know, I can see it as a, I guess an HBO or, you know, Netflix type of prestige drama or even a movie. Yeah. Something gritty. Yeah. I'm Jim Taddy and I'm Mark Hebsher on heroin. This is Sportsline. <laughs> Just before we uh, we get to our beautiful guest this week, I just wanted to address something um, that I know I noticed this on Twitter. We're both uh, clearly Twitter users. You're seeing Mark Hebsher, and I'm I'm seeing this. Yeah. Uh, the famous Canadian rude puppet character Ed the Sock, who's very active on Twitter, been uh, been famous since I was a kid. Basically, recently he on Twitter came out as uh, being very pro-Israel. He was defending Israel um, on Twitter to his 55,000 fans uh, because everyone's, you know, talking about what's happening in the Middle East right now. It's very, it's awful. Um, and a lot of people were surprised, James, that Ed the Sock uh, was so pro-Israel and, you know, just defending them nonstop. Uh, but they shouldn't be surprised because Ed the Sock is just the latest in a grand tradition of Canadian puppet characters that have extremely reactionary views. Um, and uh, I guess we have a bit of a list here just to remind our listeners. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's totally, it's not unusual for, yeah, Canadian puppets to hold um, controversial political views. You're yeah. totally right. Like, for not example, um, uh, we all remember a few years ago when uh, Casey and Finnegan from Mr. Dress Up joined the Proud Boys. Um I didn't you know, you started getting hints when Casey wore that uh, that collared shirt. Uh, yeah, what are kind of what kind of shirts Fred, are those? Fred Perry. Yeah, Fred Perry. Yeah, and you go, yeah. huh? I wonder. And then it turned out, yeah, he admitted he did. He was a proud boy. So yeah. Um, another thing that uh, I remember this uh, vividly uh, from the show today's special: uh, Sam Crenshaw, the Night Watchman, and Muffy the Mouse were extremely pro-apartheid in the eighties. They. Uh, they loved the way South Africa conducted itself on the world stage. And, uh, you know, they, they certainly paid the price eventually. Uh, yeah. It was a very, it was, they were on the wrong side of history. Yes, but, uh, definitely. Yeah. You know, I didn't pick up on that as a kid when I was watching it, but, uh, yeah, yeah yes, very, they, very uh, controversial. Awful. Um, there's also, uh, Mama Yama. Um, <laughs> yes. and we all, we all know Mama Yama, the, the, the puppet. 
the CBC puppet. Yeah. Yeah, and she still refuses to acknowledge the Armenian genocide. Which, you know, come on. Come on, mama. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm going to, why don't you listen to System of a Down? They have a lot of songs about that. I'd love to see a little debate between Mama Yama and and the singer. Serge Tankian, the lead singer of System of a Down. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. (laughs) Um, And uh, of course, uh, if you remember the show, Telefrancais, classic, you know, retro French uh, TV show that was used to teach English Canadians. Uh, the language. Uh, there was the character Anana, the pineapple. Mm. Now, Anana has recently uh, resurfaced in the news as a huge player in the anti-vaccine scene. Uh, doesn't believe in science, believes in, you know, um, you know, all the vaccines in the world won't do anything if you don't live a healthy right. lifestyle with a nice Anana diet. is kind exercise. of like a far yeah. left anti-vaxxer, huh? Yeah, so Anana, yeah, is just like believes in natural foods, you know, natural living, natural medicine, and does not want a jab, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, the last uh, example I can think of was, um, remember that that cartoon, uh, that puppet show Under the Umbrella Tree? Yes, yes. Yeah, remember, remember the Blue Jay in that? Yeah, Blue Blue was the character's name. I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Blue, Blue the Blue Jay. Yeah. Anyway, turned out big big Blue Lives Matter guy. Um no. big Blue Lives Matter guy. Yeah. He actually joined the police and um, oh. was suspended suspended without pay and we never found out why. So Oh god. Don't know, Blue. Don't know. What that, is so. up with this country's puppets? You know, they they're they're holding views that that are controversial. There's no other way to put it. It's it's yeah. it's uh it's interesting. <laughs> I guess that's just the way the wind is blowing. <laughs> yeah, Michael, I couldn't have put it better. Well said. God damn it. Well said. Hmm. Um, is there anything else we wanted to get to before we talk about our Patreon and get to our wonderful guest? Oh, I guess just before we uh, we get to this week's guest, yeah, uh, please go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and uh, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. If you could uh, support the show, keep us going, you know, every dollar you give helps fund our journalism and, uh, <laughs> you know, helps us, you know, spruce up the studio and, you know, uh, pay, pay for all of our equipment. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We love all of you for listening. We, we actually, I actually do love you. I look at our, our statistics, our download statistics and I go, oh my God, these people. And uh, if you, if you, if you uh, give to the Patreon, you get a bonus episode a month. And if you can't, that's okay. But if you could uh, like and subscribe or something like that, that'd be great. We would appreciate it. Yeah, baby. Thank you. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Our guest this week is a comedian and actor and writer. This guy owns one of the best copies of Final Draft I've ever seen. Look, everyone, it's Roger Bainbridge. Roger, thanks for joining us. Hello, and I don't mean to come in and and shake and rattle your worldview too quickly, but I've moved on to fade in. Oh, God, we should have talked about this uh, when we were 
Yeah. You know, in the, in Twitter messages about having you on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I have an extensive improv background. I know I should be coming in with a yes and. I should just lie. I should just say that final draft, yeah, I'm still using it, but... Interesting! I can't. I can't. And, you know, no, they've I, held a monopoly for so long. It's it's not... Fade in. You know who uses it? Ryan Johnson? Okay. Knives oh. Out? Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> to say He's the least. He's a fader! So, I mean, I'm just saying, everyone's talking Celtics, final draft, like it's like a two-party system. It's not. Right. Well, this is going to be a controversial episode, I can already tell off the bat. I'm a little peppery. Uh, Mike, how did you know what programs Roger uses on his computer? What are you doing? Peeping in I his guess, damn window? Uh, no, I, I'd like to make that very clear. I'm not peeping uh, or spying on you at all, Roger. I just assumed that you used what I thought was the industry standard. Apparently, I'm out of touch. Well, it's an industry standard, but I mean, in a classist kind of way. Yeah, Mike. Right. I mean... So, is fade-in free? Is it shareware? It's not free, but it's a, it's a one-time payment. You get every update for free. <laughs> I don't know how this is... <laughs> but just, we should clarify, before we started, Mike goes, I've got a couple things I want to ask Roger off the top. So I'm thinking, okay, don't worry, this will be good. We got, we got the beginning covered. <laughs> Lo and behold, five minutes later. Does does Fade In have the, you know, before I part with Final Draft, does Fade In have the, the classic Final Draft dual dialogue feature where you can have two characters, you know, yep. just talking at the same time? Mike, I am so glad that I can assuage these fears for you. Absolutely, you can have dual dialogue. Uh, you could probably even set it as a hotkey if you want. Just a, a, a few simple keystrokes, and you have your uh, mother character and your father character overlapping uh, about their uh, failed marriage. Okay, because when I think mother character, father character overlapping, my disgusting brain thinks, you know, uh, father character, oh, oh, yeah, mother character, oh, yes, 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 having sex. Yeah, like a porking scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Is there a porking hotkey in Fade In that you can have, re, you know, at the touch of your fingers if you need to, like, put a sex scene in? I've gotten to the point where it auto fills oh. it when I press P. <laughs> so, Roger, you're you're a uh, writer, actor, improviser. <laughs> um, have you ever done a sex scene? Have I ever? I have. Really? For oh, okay. uh, uh, I know you wouldn't look at me and think there's a guy that we want to interior porking night with. <laughs> well, I but uh, in my younger days, I was in an indie film, which thankfully has not seen the light of day, uh, with a very talented young, beautiful young actress, and uh, we had to uh, definitely like grind on oh. each other in underwear. And wow, okay. uh, I definitely had to say the thing of like, hey, if uh, perchance, you know, mm-hmm. someone joins, someone joins us yes. during the scene. Uh, if Mr. Uh, this has, but what do you say, right? You go like, it actually has nothing to do with you. Like, like, yeah, you just sound like such a jackass. <laughs> right? Like there's, there's really no like, wow. she's kind of like, she's cool. She's cool. Uh, it's cool. But then also it's like. We're doing this movie for free, right? It's just like an indie movie. Like, I had a girlfriend at the time. (laughs) So there's this thing of, like, you're trying to, in between (laughs) shots, just trying to stay kind of, like, in the moment. And you kind of have this thing where it's like, 
at what point is kissing like not okay right now <laughs> and all this stuff? Yeah, I'm and sure that's an easy. Was, yeah, yeah, sorry, go the ahead. Director was kind of a weirdo too. He's like, you know, you can like grab on her chest and everything, and then she was like, um, I don't know that you're the one that gets to be. So yeah, I was like, really? yeah, no, I'm going to kind of default to what she's saying here. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm sure so that's yeah, an easy, it's not great. Yeah. Easy conversation with your girlfriend too. Like, yes, we're grinding on each other's crotches in our underwear, but you know, I'm not being paid. <laughs> so least- if they want me to get a boner, they're going to have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> oh babe, man. The exposure, the exposure, I babe. I really wasn't expecting you to, um, only because I know of you as a comedy man, I wasn't expecting yeah. you to really have done this, and that's quite well, a while. Well, I've gone to theater school, James. Thing. I mean, come on. Oh. Right. So you didn't have to, You didn't. just to be clear, you didn't have to expose your full penis on camera? No, no. I didn't okay. have to show uh, Dingus. I didn't have to show Sackus. <laughs> okay. Um, when, when I went to, uh, when I was at school... Uh, for drama class, we had to go watch a play put on by U of T, and okay. it was sort so, of a very. So you are mm-hmm. students watching students. <laughs> yes, acting. I think so. Yeah, and it was students acting. You know, and these are like you know they're t- early twenties probably, and um, we watched this very serious play. I don't remember what it was. It was something about the Greek gods or something. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, mm. this actor um you know they make him go totally buck naked you see his penis and everything mm-hmm. and i thought that sucks for fucking class i mean i don't know maybe it wasn't part of class and then I, look this is such a you know look i'm just what gonna grade be honest were you in when you went to see this this was university oh, okay so you know i was like 20 and you know what the poor guy how many times did you go back <laughs> well, i went to like you know several showings but Right, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The guy was like a handsome guy, but his penis looked tiny. And I remember thinking, that sucks. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, no wonder the gods were mad at him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Probably kind of distracting from the, like, the, the tragic uh, gravitas of the scene that he keeps shaking it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, come on, come on. Was there, like, an insert it. in the program yeah. that says, like, for today's performance in the nude scene, just let it be known that the actor is a grower, not a shower. Uh, oh. You ever yeah, seen yeah. Uh, nudity in a play, Michael? <laughs> I I once went to see a staging of a bunch of some... Uh, there was a theater company that staged a bunch of Leonard Cohen songs. And it was very bad, but the what everyone you know, just just let me tell the story. <laughs> so everyone was sitting there, you know, the root. You could just feel the excitement and the anticipation. A bunch of young theater students and people approaching death, all together in a small room, waiting to see some staged versions of Leonard Cohen songs. The lights went out. First thing we darn see on the stage. A naked man playing guitar with his... Well, he wasn't playing it with his penis, but his penis was out. And uh, uh-huh. everyone was like, hold on. Well, of course, you know, how much more Leonard Cohen can you get? <laughs> well, someone was really proud of themselves with that move. Yes. Opening shot. Yeah. A naked man. Yeah. Did they have the the gall to not do Hallelujah Last? Like, did they, like, do it, like, third and go, like, you're going to stick around. We're cool. We know you're going to like it. I can't remember, but it does seem like the big finale type of song. You know, you're not going to end, uh, 
I guess you're not going to end with uh, fir- first we'll take Manhattan, then we'll take Berlin. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, naked penis. <laughs> Maybe the naked guy was singing Hallelujah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. There's also, hey. well, I mean, the, yeah, that's the thing. You either you open with it or like a first few verses of it with the naked guitar guy, and then you come back with like a full, now you've met everybody, mm-hmm. and we all come together and play the Is secret it, chord. Am I misremembering this? Now, Shrek is in the news today. Because I think someone wrote a uh, an article saying it's like the 20th anniversary of Shrek, and they went on to trash the movie and said it sucks. But d- doesn't really? Shrek one or two end with Hallelujah? Yeah, it's it's in the first one for sure. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright does a cover of it. I can't even tell if this is a joke. No, it's I'm real. not joking. Wow. Huh. I had to watch the video store I worked at in high school. They would run Shrek like for a whole weekend. They would just leave it on <laughs> on loop. So you've seen so it like, like I have seen times Shrek literally. an ungodly number of times. <laughs> what was it like working at a video store? I always felt like that would it be was... a cool teen job. <laughs> it is. It was a cool job, except mine and mine was a mom and pop thing, which was very cool. Uh-huh. Except that this guy who ran it was a very nice guy, but he wanted to be like the hub of our small Ontario rural town. Like it was a town called Stittsville. Oh, this place was called showbiz. And so he wanted to do everything. Like we sold ice cream and cigarettes and precious moments, figurines and inflatable (laughs) balloons, beanie babies, plates, like uh, (laughs) greeting cards, like you name it. Like it was just, he wanted to be able to sell everything at this joint. (laughs) <laughs> and so you'd have all these lines of people trying to rent Shrek and buy cigarettes. And then someone will come up and be like, can you go get down that precious mo- memories uh, figurine, please? And I'm like, Whoa. Jesus. I so remember good and bad. My friend, uh, one of my close friends growing up, um, when we were like teenagers, bought his girlfriend a por- porcelain figurine for Christmas or something. And I remember... I never you just my know he got laid that <laughs> night. <laughs> Woo! My girlfriend at the time yeah. was like, "That's really no, no, nobody wants that as a gift." And I was yeah, like, just oh, one of these way? like large-eyed little children like praying at a mantle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Thank you for my first blowjob." <laughs> <laughs> I had, or growing up, I guess my family we had a porcelain figurine of a woman. Like with a bunch of like colorful balloons. Do you, do you guys remember okay. that one? You ever see yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. I remember I was like in love with this girl in high school, and I uh, went to her place, and I thought it was like a an omen from from above because her mom also had the the Royal Dalton balloon lady. And I thought like <laughs> this is meant to be, <laughs> but she uh, she didn't uh, reciprocate. Oh, mm. too bad. Something in common. Yeah, good conversation the, starter. Yeah. <laughs> I like those like omens. I like those they, those perceived omens when you're just unreasonably attracted to somebody. Like what's so that's a good one. I remember one time I was like so she ordered like the same pita as me with like all the same <laughs> ingredients and everything. I was just like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." That's funny. pathetic. <laughs> James, James, did you ever th- see an omen uh, when oh. you were pursuing someone as a younger man? Wow, I mean, you're putting me on the spot here, and I'm struggling to think of something. I mean, I remember <laughs> a girl I liked in high school really liked the Beatles, and I thought I should try they, to get into the Beatles. 
Wait, right. you should try to get into yeah. the Beatles? Yeah, I didn't. So you, I think I didn't even like music. Studying the Beatles and like, I gotta like this. <laughs> I think I didn't even really like music until I was like 17. I don't know what I was going on. When I was 10, I liked the Bare Naked Ladies, Gordon. Right. And then I didn't listen to music at all. Well, until I mean, I was it's hard 17. to find stuff that's like up to that quality. Like, I mean, you're, <laughs> it's kind of like if you found the best. Yeah. What are you? What are you going to waste your time with? No, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, you've already eaten filet mignon. You're not going to yeah. eat a McDonald's burger. No, yeah, no. You know, I mean, think of the think <laughs> of the tracks. You know, Hello City, Enid. This is me in grade nine. Not the King the of Bedside Manor. The flag. Oh. <laughs> Every Canadian flag. of a certain age remembers getting laid for the first time while <laughs> blasting the flag from the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> debut album, Gordon. It's one of the most downbeat, yeah. sort of introspective songs on the record. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got that memory of keeping one leg of the jeans on while you're screwing on the family couch just in case they come home. Because <laughs> you can't turn down the flag. You got to play it as loud as you can. But, yeah, it's, it's similar to, like... <laughs> being caught jerking off to a, to VR, you know, like you can't hear yeah, right. or see, you know, the flag is all consuming. Roger, oh. you just mentioned something. We've, I guess, been sort of circling around this topic. You mentioned the subject of VR porn. And mm-hmm. before we started recording, uh, you don't have to name names here, but you said that we have a, uh, a friend in common <coughs> who has a VR helmet and has has shown you or told you that you can see porn on it well i mean yeah we won't we won't go into details is this someone who has a podcast on this very podcast network absolutely does he host it with his fringe festival comedy partner absolutely he does has pete holmes been a guest very recently Mm-hmm. absolutely you can't deny it but i'm not naming names i'm not no. giving i'm not giving into your gotcha journalism mike mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, he's a porn head and uh <laughs> he really <laughs> he bought one of these Oculus uh uh Quest Quest 2, I believe is it called. Okay. Okay. And so of course, some of us are over friend of the show Tom Henry, we were socially distanced uh, on our porch. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But Chris brought out the uh, <laughs> You mean your friend, your friend? Uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you can bleep that or not. I don't know. I think it's still unknown. I think, yeah, people don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this person in question brings out the, the, the Quest 2, and, you know, we're playing games for a bit, and then we kind of slowly, of course, just kind of go like, so, you know, wasn't like with the, with the, you know. Mm-hmm. And he knew what we were talking about, and I have mm-hmm. to tell you, uh, it's intense. I don't wow. know if, if either of you have experienced this, but it is right there. And wow. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic about it. It's it's also awkward to, to be watching pornography with your two close friends right <laughs> beside you. Right. Yeah. Well, you probably can't see them, right? Because you're all well, of your I can't senses see them. Are, yeah. But there's just that vulnerability in knowing that people are, are watching you uh, do this. Right. Yeah. I I uh, I have I've barely used VR. I I tried it in the mall like ten years ago, um, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, it's I'm, it's scary. It's scary. I can definitely imagine people uh, getting even more lonely and withdrawn. 
where the human race is we're just hurtling forward into a future where everyone's just sitting with like a computer hat over their head yeah. looking at uh, false naked people. Now, and you, if you're using this, I'd imagine you'd have to have like locked yourself into a room where there's no chance that anyone could accidentally walk in on you. Uh, because you can't see anything peripherally, you can't hear anybody sort of sneaking up on you. Yeah, I don't know what something you could be doing to yourself that would look more <laughs> pathetic for someone to catch you in the middle of doing than 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 masturbating <laughs> with a VR headset on. And like, you'd have the one hand joystick. Like you couldn't have both hands. You're supposed to use two of them, but you got to have the one going, and then you know whatever you're. However right. you're doing you. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like I could see that as a last straw uh, for a <laughs> girlfriend or wife just to walk in and see that. I could see that being like, you know what? I think that, <laughs> that broke it. Oh, yeah. you don't I think can't, that, that? I can't create life with you. <laughs> you guys don't this think is... that a woman walking in on a, a guy sitting <laughs> naked wearing a computer on his head jerking <laughs> off is attractive? <laughs> And for some reason in my mind, just because it's VR, I always imagine the person is standing. Even <laughs> right. though, of course, they'd probably be sitting or lying down. we've been conditioned to think of, like, Wii bowling and yeah. tennis where you're, you're active and you're, yeah, moving around, right? Yeah. Instead, ever- you've got, like, one hand on the wall at <laughs> <laughs> an obtuse angle with your body. <laughs> just- <laughs> Did I tell you guys, I, I walked in on a roommate wanking off once i don't think <laughs> nice. he listens so i'm not gonna say his name or the, the situation now, but was this analog or was he vr he was doing it in rl real life okay. there was no vr and uh oh, yeah, like just imagination not even using real porn just no like, lying on, just tell lying himself a story in the head yep that's yep. even wow. more more you know alarming to me and here's the crazy thing you know i walk in i am not expecting this so, is this his room? Is this his domain that you're entering? Uh, it was a shared room. Uh oh. Oh, kind like of a, a, like a like a dorm room kind of thing. Something like that. Something like that. And uh, yeah, I walk in, and um, I. But here's the thing: you, you're not. You're so not expecting that. I sort of saw him do it, but I didn't really. I couldn't really tell. Like I, I wouldn't have actually clocked it in a weird way. But it was his reaction. Because mm-hmm. I came in and he went, oh, 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 like that. And I still was kind of like, what? And then he, as he's walking out, he goes, well, at least it wasn't my mom catching me. Interesting. And then I didn't see him for like several days. At least it wasn't my mom catching me. Yeah. I guess that's like, is he still rating it on the thing of like, well, I wanted to be still in a range of people that I could have sex with <laughs> to catch me. So my mom is like absolutely zero no. So at least you're not that. You're like, yeah. Um, anyway, did you ever nice guy? Just an unfortunate thing. Did you ever bring it up with him again, or did you no both just never no. acknowledge it? No, no, never spoke about it again. Actually, it might have been in. It might have been like when I saw him next that he said like, "Oh yeah, well, better than my mom walking in." Something like that. Wow. So just sitting in the silence lying lying down lying down what's what what do you think is mo- more unforgettable uh, walking in on someone you know masturbating mm-hmm. or uh seeing them after they've used a toilet and they have not uh, flushed that toilet <laughs> what do you think is the more unpleasant <clears throat> thing to always have stuck in your head to- uh, toilet. Go toilet 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 
toilet. Totally, because, yeah, it was kind of, weirdly, it wasn't, um, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely toilet. I think uh, seeing someone else with what they've done is much worse <laughs> and kind of more unforgivable because, you know, you're wanking <laughs> off. Maybe you just make an honest mistake. You didn't think the person was home. Um, yeah. But it's toilet. <laughs> Yeah, I have a, a real fear that I'm going to forget to flush. I remember like early in a relationship, it's like a weird OCD fear I have that like, what if I forgot to flush the toilet? Like, you know, as mm-hmm. she's walking into the bathroom, I never have. But the idea of it is well, that you know of me. that. I know of you're right. Maybe I've done Just it saying. all the time. Yeah, it could have happened. And, uh, you know, well, I didn't get that second date. I wonder, I guess we just didn't <laughs> click. No. It's because you made a toilet mistake. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, but you um, wonder what that says about us, what we fixate on, what we value, what we can forgive, what we can forgive. <clears throat> Is yeah. there a VR game or program, I don't know the right terminology, where it's like a roommate simulator where you can you know, walk in on someone <laughs> masturbating or you walk in the bathroom and they haven't flushed and you can sort of recreate that experience uh, through VR technology. <laughs> Be like a, the next Resident Evil game. <laughs> mm. um, now, Roger, before you mentioned that you were in a uh, unreleased indie film that yes. had a little bit of a little bit of porno in it. And uh, I also uh, went porno is okay. I'll, I will. I'll yeah. Okay. A smidge a little bit. Um, I also saw that you played the character Paul Watson on The Handmaid's Tale. On- hey, that's pretty big. Uh, it was as small as big could be. Paul Watson, <laughs> the character, is a male character. And I got to ask, did, you know, was Margaret Atwood hanging around on set? Was she giving you direction? Was she, you know, eating at the, you know, the uh, craft services stand? Uh, she she wasn't there in person. When you show up on set, everyone's given a, a small card with her face on it, <laughs> and you're supposed to keep it on you. Uh, they do do random spot checks to make sure that you actually do have it on you. Uh, but you know, yeah, you feel her presence. It, it looms. It looms. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a very very small small moment in that show. <laughs> <laughs> almost a uh, glorified extra, but I do uh, buy a baby in that episode. Oh, so. buy and that's baby. something I think that mirrors your own life. I think you've been mm-hmm. trying to do that for a while. I've been trying for a bit, yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting. Which, so, if anyone has any leads, yeah. uh, Bainbridge, yeah. Bainbridge at gmail.com. Very interested in <laughs> buying a baby. Not very particular about uh, uh, sex or ethnicity, but I do want young... I want like like infant like fewest days old as possible. Huh. Roger, you well, remind me. It's kind of like mileage on a car. Well, yes. that's fair. That's fair. You know. Yeah. Okay. You remind me of the the uh, Belgian movie by the Dardan brothers called L'Enfant, <laughs> about a little like a, a scumbag guy who uh, he's supposed to be watching after his uh, his baby with his girlfriend, and instead he sells the baby to. Uh, to mm-hmm. the black market, and then the girlfriend finds out, and she hits the roof. <laughs> yeah, she freaks out a little bit, which is silly, because if I remember correctly, he buys a really cool jacket. Yes. <laughs> is, is, now, is that like a Jason Sudeikis, Amy Adams movie, or...? Um, it's a, I, I, no, unless they remade it in America. This is a Belgian film from the <laughs> okay. 90s, I believe, yeah. or the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. yeah. 
well, okay. You, I can remind you of that. That's fine. I mean, I'm not the one selling the baby, and I wish yes. I lived in that movie. I mean, it seems like there's just babies to come by over there. Well, there is a VR uh, L'Enfant Dardenne experience. Brothers yeah. <laughs> experience. <laughs> You, you can too experience. can experience yeah. marrying someone for a green card. <laughs> and you can negotiate with the gang about how much they're going to pay you for the baby and stuff like that and fight <laughs> with your girlfriend virtually because she can't believe you sold your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the prison visitation se- sequence is so immersive. <laughs> oh. James, hmm. I get the impression you haven't seen this movie, La Fun. No, uh, you know, I always feel worried that I'm out of touch and not keeping up with popular <laughs> culture or like what everyone else is talking about. So I have to be honest, I feel a little, little embarrassed. I haven't seen this Belgian movie oh, yeah, from the no, 90s. Everyone's it talking about Maravis Town and L'Enfant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Roger, before we talk to you, James and I talked a little bit about the famous Canadian rude... Dude and puppet Ed the Sock. I'm not sure Ed. if you're aware of what he's doing on Twitter, but he's, you know, as always, he's attracted some controversy. And I have to ask, have you ever had dealings with Ed the Sock? Have you ever performed with him? Uh worked with him? Even just, you know, seen him at a at a Canadian entertainment uh award ceremony? I never had the pleasure. Uh you know, just like every other good, honest Canadian boy, I grew up idolizing him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, seeing him on much music, just with really incisive cultural takedowns, mm-hmm. and then when he graduated to being in a hot tub with all those beautiful, beautiful women yes. on his Ed's uh, late night party show, you know, mm-hmm. to say seeing him become this political is a disappointment is probably understating it. Because <laughs> I guess, like maybe like us, or at least like me. I kind of wish that he would stick to doing what he does best, you know, being super funny, making everybody laugh, and just being yes. silly and, you know, very popular and just a great comedian, you know? And and like a bold vision. Like, I mean, who else has a smart-talking, cigar-chomping hand puppet? Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of one that is vastly more successful than his. Now, you know, so I not to bring this up t- two weeks in what? a row, but we talked what? to Tom, we talked to Tom Henry last week and uh I mentioned that I had once I once had some dealings with Ed the Sock and and the oh man who, the man who controls Ed the Sock and the man <laughs> who invented Ed the Sock claimed bitterly that Robert Smigel stole the idea for Triumph <laughs> the Insult Comic Dog from did. him. Of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Smigel, responsible for <laughs> countless comedy innovations over the decades, has consistently moved on to new project after new project <laughs> after new project, had to steal the one idea that guy is still using. I mean, no one had ever done puppetry before um, no. Ed hit the scene. You know, even Henson, even Henson admitted on his deathbed, he said, I, I yeah. stole this all from Ed the Sock. Um, I mentioned Jim Henson a second ago, and it was Jim. Hen- it was like the uh, anniversary of his death two days ago. And, and um, is this is this a now Snopes this for me, Mike? Did did he actually die of of flesh eating disease? What I I had always heard he died of pneumonia, and that I I had never heard the flesh eating disease theory. Is that something people talk about? 
I think someone told me that as a kid, and I think I just lodged it into my head as true. But now the like literally, you bringing up the anniversary of his death makes me go like, that doesn't seem to track. (laughs) That maybe seems. Although, but Lucien Bouchard lost his leg to it. I remember that he had a severe strep infection, according to ew.com. That's sad. Infection. He was really young. Which isn't that kind of like, I don't know, it, doesn't it come from a similar genus or... Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe Scooter was had some sort of <laughs> rare fungus inside of him and oh Henson touched it and it spread to his, his damn body. Wouldn't that, yeah, if, like, if there was like a really bad new intern who stored the Muppets improperly... And they developed a fungus <laughs> that then killed Jim Henson. <laughs> oh, damn. Poor Jim. I- you know, speaking of uh, infections, have you guys ever had like an infection? I had a couple years in abscess. Huh. Okay. I got it, I think, in a hot tub. And you know what? You, it is weird because, uh, you know, I got it. Cut open and medication. I took uh, antibiotics. Where but I, I do feel yeah, like... I, yeah, this is kind of where I'm... I, like, we're not asking where the hot tub was. We're asking where... Where was the, the abscess? Uh, yeah, <laughs> where my butt... Oh, it was it was on my penis. But, um... Okay. No, I'm kidding. It, it, but that's more questions, because now I'm going <laughs> shaft or head. <laughs> no, it was on my shoulder. But it okay. was... I, I, this is going to sound ridiculous, but you know, when people say like, oh, a hundred years ago, that would have killed you because just an infection would have killed you. Uh-huh. You know what? I mean, I'm not going to say I get it, but it fucking sucked. It's, That's it's the way weird. Kings used to die from uh, infections they got from hot tubs. So you almost died the way <laughs> kings and emperors died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that or syphilis slowly eating your brain away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I had uh, infections. I had a UTI once. Oh. Twice, probably. Ouch. I think about it and have to drink all that that real cranberry juice, which is kind of a treat. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Vodka cran. If only every (laughs) disease or ailment could be cured by a very delicious fruit juice. Yes. Yes. If only. If only. Yeah, gonorrhea just required a little high C. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What is it about? I guess cranberries are known for helping a helping a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just the yeah, vitamin C, be, or is it again? The... <laughs> it almost yeah, feels like going to be just like was there like a village? Was there a village where like, there was a guy that ate a lot of cranberries and was always <laughs> whistling and seemed really happy when he pissed? <laughs> there was like. <laughs> Got something figured out. I wish I could piss like that guy. God damn it. <laughs> How did you know you had a UTI? It burned when you pee? It did. It, it would. St- <laughs> it did. Well, less than, less burn. I mean, I can see why people would describe it as burn, but more like it felt sharp. Like, like razor blades Ooh, on the inside huh. of your urethra. And you must have been like, uh, okay, what's going on here? That's, that would be scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, just from the from from the bathroom. If you were walking down the hall, just like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> Me think something is out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> My parents just dreading, just going like, "What has he found? Has <laughs> he found out about himself?" <sighs> so, Roger, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I'm curious. Uh, you seem yep. like the kind of guy who. Um, 
is yeah, you're very protective over your penis. You're very worried mm-hmm. about something wrong happening concerned, to it. Concerned, concerned, always yeah. concerned. Yeah. Is this all? Is this all because of the UTI? Or are there other reasons why you're just you seem very worried well, that something's going to happen to it? Very, very, like just like the UTI was a true story. This is also a true story. Mm-hmm. When I was about two or three, I had uh, some Astro Boy pajamas. Okay. okay. And I really liked them because I loved Astro Boy. Took a, I, I enjoyed anime early. I was very cultured. Um, you know, whatever. Some people are cool like that. Anyways, I'm wearing these Astro Boy pajamas when I'm like two or three, and they zip up the front. Yes. And my mother was zipping up my Astro Boy pajamas okay. and absolutely caught the tip oh, of my dick no, in really? the track of the zipper. Oh, no. That really happened. Yeah, that really happened. Oh. Uh, thankfully, uh, <laughs> no deformities, <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing oh. requiring any rejuvenation or cosmetic surgery. Right. Um, so my penis is just its natural, beautiful, yeah, <laughs> unmarred, uh, aesthetically pleasing self. But that's that reminds me of the kind of thing that would happen to the real Astro Boy. <laughs> I wanted rockets in my feet to blast away more, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking back now to like the opening theme music and like the opening credits where they show him flying with his rocket boots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is that one scene where his mother is zipping him up and catches his dick in the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks at the camera and he goes, I can't feel anything. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, do you remember how you got it out of the zipper? Was it just a yank or a... I think it was, it was a lot like like there's something about Mary kind of thing oh, where it's just like no. the track just has to go back. Oh, jeez. That makes me want to die. Um, God. But, that's that's and, no good. But I can tell you this, you know, like clearly it all worked out and... Uh, Nothing can make my mother laugh more than to remember that. So that's. <laughs> I was going to say your poor how mom she is because she nope, must nope, be traumatized. Not poor by mom. It. No. She's got her favorite story in the world. <laughs> so that's like her AFB sort of moment. <laughs> yeah. That's now, really funny. This is dangerous because if we have some new mums listening to this episode, they might now have this idea that you put in their head, Roger, that they should, you know, as a joke, like do the Astro Boy challenge. And it might become a viral thing, and we might see some injured boys. TikToks of women zipping their children. (laughs) (laughs) All the nurses are doing it. Like, (laughs) Have I told this story before uh, on the show? I don't know. But when I was was a big baby when I was born, I was, you wouldn't know it to look at me now, but I was born nine pounds, 11 ounces. Whoa. Mike. Yes, my mom (laughs) did smoke when she was pregnant with me. Even though that's supposed to make a baby smaller. Anyway, I was a huge smoke-filled baby. (laughs) If they just gave you one squeeze, you just belch out a plume of gray and just go down to five pounds. (laughs) My first thing, the first sound I made instead of uh, crying coming out of the wombs were, uh, can I bum a smoke from you? Um, I'm just joking. But I was huge, a huge baby, and I was so big that I was used in a sort of instructive educational film that was shot in the hospital um, what? show new mothers like and nurses how to wash and bathe a baby because I was big enough that the camera, you know, the camera loved me. 
And so I, I appeared in a film naked a few days after I was born. Really? Here's As how to wash baby. your girthy child appropriately. Here's how to wash a smoke-filled baby and uh, make him real nice and clean. And was this in Calgary? This was in the city of Montreal. Oh, Montreal. I forgot you were born yeah. in Montreal. Wow. Yeah, so I was in a French a French movie, you know. Yeah, French Smoking film. A, like a little you baby came Herman. Out, came out coated in a thin layer of De Maurier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'd love that, to get a copy of that film. You know, I'd love to digitize it. And It um, might be nice uh, for our, our Patreon supporters to do mm-hmm. like an NFT, uh, non-fungible yeah. token of a clip of you as a baby yeah. in mm-hmm. this film. Now, Mike, what if you find this video and you find out it's simply called L'Enfant? Oh, oh my God. I would freak. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Big baby Mike. L'enfant gross. <laughs> yeah, it was a big fucking baby being washed, you know, to... Uh, I probably intimidated all the other babies in the, in the ward. You were sort of shack to them. Yes, I was. <laughs> and I, I also shot a commercial for the Epson uh, printer, <laughs> just like Shaq. And couldn't hit your free throws. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> did 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 either of your mothers ever like my mom says I was a pretty um chill baby. I wasn't like I didn't cry a ton. I just ate a lot. Really? Did, were either of you um Were you chill when when your dick got zipped up too? No, no, not as much. That's all a part right. that I mean she said like, "All right, I'll give you that one." You okay. Can, you can have a bit of a freak out there. <laughs> so when your dick was caught in the zipper, you weren't like, "Yeah, this, you know, shit happens, whatever." Yeah. So this Bummer. happened. Well, what do we got here now? <laughs> so that really happened. Okay, um, might want to pull it out. Um, I think I was a ch- boy. I think I was a pretty delightful, chill baby, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I hear, really? Mike, you were a huge baby. I was we a huge baby. I had a big round face, um, and I don't think I grew hair for the first year. Uh, that may have been an effect of the cigarettes. <laughs> you sound like Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uh, the webbing on my fingers goes a little farther than normal people, about a quarter inch higher up on the finger. My three stomachs uh, give me a bit of trouble. Um, well, no, the, the, here's the, the fact about, uh, my mom says that back in those days, we didn't know smoking was harmful, which is absolutely not true because she quit smoking for when she was pregnant with my older brother, who was born before me. Uh, yeah, he you're, was born- you're not... You're yeah. not like a baby boomer, you know, you're, nope. you're not, you know what I mean? Like we, I think we knew about smoking at the time you were born. Yes. And maybe so- she means like, we didn't know it was okay. Cause she was like scouring all of the, all of the, the like new papers and the science to go like find one person who went like, actually, we kind of don't know. There's some contradictory evidence. And she was just like, there we go. We don't know. It's uh, funny. No. Imagine. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. I was just gonna say, it's funny imagining like you in the, in the womb and your mom being kind of like, eh. Maybe I'll have a cigarette. Why not? And then you in the womb being like, thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) FML. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I remember, Mike, you saying also that you were a a, a chunky boy. So you were a chunky baby, chunky boy. You're, You're not now at all. You're very trim. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, James. It means a lot. But you had a bit of chunk, I guess, when you were... A young I one. I put some chunk on when... Some chunk, some husk? I put on some husk when... Thick. After um, my younger brother was born, uh, my grandmother 
who was a, who was an old a Slovak woman, came to stay with us for like a year or something, and my mom dealt with my new brother. And my grandmother was in charge of uh, feeding us, and she just fed me so much that I like outgrew all of my clothes, and <laughs> and transformed into a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think though, Mike? Maybe you were doing it kind of like for a bit of attention. Oh, Roger's right. Maybe. Like, yeah. Maybe you were. You're going like you felt like emotionally you weren't taking up enough space in the house, so you thought maybe I physically. Yes. Will take yes. up that space to compensate. Might have been. I might have been. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I like that. I didn't know yet. Yeah, with my younger brother. So I mean, I wonder what your grandma from Slovakia was thinking, feeding you so much. Maybe. I oh, she I loved know. it. She thought. <laughs> she she thought it was healthy. great. It was yeah. probably like the best time in her life. And she- <laughs> Maybe because it's kind of that old world thing where it's like a sign of wealth if you're very, over- yes. you know, if you're overweight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did she? Did she often comment that like North American <laughs> children were were too skinny and twigs? And- yes. Yes. Absolutely. She had a. There was like an anecdote as well that she had that looking back was probably not true. That she would say, like, <laughs> warn us to eat more and more food. Because she was like, and back in my village when I was a, a girl, there was a boy who who who, uh, who wouldn't eat his breakfast. And then later in the day, his father carried his dead body through the village because <laughs> he, he died because he didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> I think your grandmother needs, like, a branding deal with, like, what... <laughs> What's that new cereal that they keep advertising on all the podcasts? <laughs> oh, uh, fiber health. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like no yeah. sugar, just, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just get your grandmother to be like, eat it, and your father won't carry your dead body through the village <laughs> later today. Yeah. I'd like to see a documentary of Mike returning to his roots and going back to this old <laughs> Slovakian village and. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, but it's all very nice. And all of the things your grandmother's told you were just gross exaggerations <laughs> and lies. <sighs> yeah, I like, don't know. Oh, no, we remember your grandma. She was like, she was, she was very depressed. <laughs> she, <laughs> my name is Michael Belazzo, and I'm on a journey back to my roots, where I found out that my grandmother, uh, the stories she told me as a child, were patently false. <laughs> I just thought of, by the way, if I'm being generous, she's a fabulist. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought of another VR game idea. Slovakian grandma. Mm -hmm. Now that is one that you're going to want to play when you've got a, an appetite. I'll tell you that. Or put it on. Or or one called should have had your breakfast where you have to carry your dead son through the village. (laughs) Go about buying him a funereal suit, arranging for the coffin, (laughs) convincing people to come to the funeral because he was not a well-liked kid. (laughs) Slovak Sims. Yeah, you're doing all these things. There was also another... I'm pretty sure I've never told this story. And sorry, guys, if I'm... No, uh, I, I think this no, is this fun. is. I'm loving this. I mean, I only have so many penis in a zipper stories <laughs> that I can pull out of the bank. Here's the thing you got to do. If you're going to go on a podcast, you need one penis in a zipper story, one I did a porno movie story. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, I'm going to nip this in the bud before it really becomes lore. Uh, it was not a... It was not a... Uh, pornography. I'm only right. teasing, Roger. You weren't in a in a porno as it was an artistic, and it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> I can't believe I left this part out. <laughs> it was going to be an artistic, um, interactive, independent film where you huh. could choose 
we would shoot all the different scenarios. I, I hesitate using the term choose your own adventure, but it was a choose your own adventure movie. So you were in the original Bandersnatch, but it just I was in I was in the proto Bandersnatch. Wow. Well, uh, uh, and, and, and 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 yes, some of the options were very pornographic. But you were saying you were so saying like I had a great uncle who was my grandmother's brother. And <laughs> all my life, while he was alive, there was something a little off with him. He was one of those relations, you know, relative that like every family, especially a big family, I guess, from Europe maybe has a uh, member who is a little uh, off, soft in the head, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's probably mm-hmm. not a, a modern term. but um, Eccentric. Eccentric. And he was very religious and he cooked all the time and he... His uh, his like house was just full of religious iconography, very religious. Mm. Mm. You would hear him typing all the time. He wrote like a <laughs> after he died, we found a five hundred page novel. <laughs> he wrote called <laughs> "The Miracles I Have Witnessed." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, cool. <laughs> Which my mom has a copy of, and I I would one day I'll take a look at it. But I gotta be honest, that's not a bad title. The miracles I have witnessed. It might be the big bestseller next year. It would be funny if it was like a sexy thriller, <laughs> like a crime. I mean, I might, I might make a, I might make it a conjunction there to so the miracles I've witnessed. But uh, you know, yeah, I guess he was going for sort of a stately type, like uh, the yeah. miracles I have witnessed. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, um, but um, because of his behavior, we we had been told that he lost his mind in World War II when he was on a. Uh, he was on a ship that got bombed by a U-boat, or like torpedoed, and, and and then he was adrift for days and what? days in the middle of the Atlantic, just clinging to like a piece of wood, not knowing if he if he would be rescued. And that whole experience, you know, drove him mad, and he was never the same afterwards. Oh my God! But then, after he died, we found out that oh no, he. But even back in his village, back in Europe, he was born just crazy. <laughs> he never went into the army, did not fight in World War II, was not adrift in the ocean. He was just born uh, a weirdo. Yeah. So there was, someone was trying to, like, you know, make it a, an excuse for why he's a weird guy. Well, it was guy my grandmother. Yeah, my granny told us this story, this fabulous story about him. <laughs> A man at war, but he, yeah, he had just been uh, born bonkers. So you'd say you come from a, a lineage of storytellers. Then, like, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. Oral That's tradition. Funny. Did you, did you read the miracles I have witnessed? I have yet to <laughs> even crack the first page, but well, one day on. I will. Could yeah. be you like could be um, sitting on a confederacy of dunces. Say, my man. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll try and get um. Next time I see my mom, after I'm able to, if I don't borrow the manuscript, I'll at least take a few pictures of a few pages just to, to see what's going on there. Absolutely. You guys could do for the Patreon, you, like, you know, like that my dad wrote a porno? Yes. <laughs> like, my, my uncle, uncle wrote a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> my great uncle wrote a, my Slovakian great uncle wrote a manifesto. <laughs> yeah, he has this gigantic book and... I'm sure it's absolutely incoherent, but you know, I'm, 
One day I'll take a look. It's funny because when you listen to my dad wrote a porno, you know, it's so conducive to three comedians like laughing and joking about it. But I don't know if it would work as well if Mike reads. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, we're seeing here your uncle returning to the concept of women as Satan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny to imagine. I don't know that he knows that it's coming up this much. Um, <laughs> he went to church like three uh, times a day. <laughs> and it was always like when we found out that it wasn't true, it's like, did. Did my grandmother have to go quite so far in yeah. protecting her with like, okay, got to have the U-boats, got to have World War II involved, got to have enlisting in the Navy. Maybe she had like, you know, just watched Jaws and was still really yeah. taken with that monologue. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's how you tell a story. I'm gonna... Oh, oh God. man, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, uh, I can't get enough of Mike's extended family here. Hearing about oh, this, great. I don't know why it's so that's funny. Yeah. Oh god! Oh man! Wow! God! I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't. I, I and I, I'm not. You know, like calling your grandmother a liar. That, mm, thank that's, you. That's 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 too harsh. <laughs> I hear you. Term. Okay. But I'm trying to think of like some. Uh, compulsive uh, truth benders in my own family. I don't know. I don't know if anyone in my families have ever told me anything true. I know that as I've gotten older, I keep finding out things about family members that were just entirely kept from me. It's like, oh yeah, well you know that gentleman that we left you alone with often. Uh, oh yeah, no, he absolutely tried to uh, inappropriately touch many young children. Oh God, <laughs> uh, really? In the past. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, I mean, you, you sent me into the woods with this man. Yeah, that is bad. Well, That's yeah, full on bad. Yeah, we had tell tickets. me about it. We had tickets to see Top Gun, and we couldn't find another babysitter. <laughs> that is that is troubling. Wow, yeah. dark, dark yeah. secrets. I do, I do not come from good people. <laughs> How many times would you say ballpark figure were you babysat by the pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> Many, many, uh, yeah. That's yeah, troubling. No, he was, yeah, he was. Uh, he was in there. He was in there as a family member for sure. Not mm. excommunicated at all. Huh? Boy, oh boy, dark stuff. But I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's another form of lying. Ah! <laughs> it's a lie of omission. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Very true. Sometimes the the lie is what you don't say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, now, yeah. when oh, this person would boy. babysit you at the time when you were a kid, were you like, "Oh, I like this babysitter," or were you like, "There's we something off about him"? We got along, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. Taught me uh, taught me how to build a fire really well. Uh oh. <laughs> Credit to him so, for that. Yeah. Classic pedophile move. <laughs> <laughs> I am Prometheus. <laughs> I, will, I will give you fire, but in return... <laughs> I give you the gift of the elements. However. <laughs> oh you God. must let me do up your Astro Boy pajamas. <laughs> yeah, you really had to be on guard as a kid in my family. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting it from all angles. Oh my god! 
<laughs> oh, there's some parts of this podcast that'll sound really bad if they're clipped out of context. <laughs> <sighs> wow. I'm sweating, boys. I'm sweating. I'm laughing. <clears throat> Me too. Oh, oh, it's been a really good. fun I think, time. I think we've stayed on the right side of the line. I think well, so too. Roger, thank you so much for, for joining us for this very important discussion, and uh, we hope you had a good time. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan, oh. as I've always told you guys, and <clears throat> I, love, I love that it's around. Thanks, Roger. And um, we really appreciate that. Roger, um, you should follow him on social media. If you have, when COVID's over, if you get the chance to see him perform, Absolutely. always highly recommend. Tony and, Ho. Uh, yeah, Tony Ho has a podcast with CBC Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you just go to anywhere you get podcasts, you can just search Tony Ho in there. And it's some sketch comedy with myself and other people who have been on the show before, mm-hmm. like Miguel Rivas, Adam Niebergall, and some other guests. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two seasons? And two seasons available Yeah, right we've got two seasons, and we're going into the studio to record the third at the end of this month. Amazing! Hey. So we're going to make more coming very soon. And I also just started an online radio show. Oh, yeah, I saw um, you tweet called, about that. I wanted to check it out. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Your Jokes. Um, it's part of the Frozen Section radio network that just launched. It's at fsr.live. Um, and they're really cool. They go 24-7, and they're just like, it's kind of like, it's like an internet radio station, but it's like, it reminds me of just like, I always wanted to have a college radio show, you know, where yeah, you can just play yeah. cool music, and it's free form, and da-da-da. And so this is kind of me. Living that dream out far too late in life. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to fsr.live and go to the archives and look for your jokes, YR jokes, um, there's just a lot of music and really fun things. Are, are you on at a, do you have to catch you at a specific time or can you go back and listen to it? We, so they're, they're, they are up on the archives on Mixcloud. So if you go to that website, it's mm. in the archives section. Um, and then Excellent. we go second Wednesday of every month. Fun. All right. Well, we'll put the uh, the links to that in the show descriptions so everyone can awesome. check Thank it you so out. Much. All right. Well, uh, James, uh, I'll see you later. And Roger, have a pleasant evening. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, guys. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.